Blog Talk Radio. Sad note, 
Kamala, who I interviewed, WWE, WWF legend. I was out, and I texted him really late at night, just kicking it, trying to show off that I have Kamala's phone number, and he ruined my whole night. He uh, actually they amputated his other leg. So the great Kamala, the Ugandan giant, has no legs. It's, it's really, really sad. I want to I go down to Alabama and help him out, because he was a great guest. He actually kept in touch with me the entire time. So that just sucks that he's out. But listen, so every athlete I've interviewed, or every person I've interviewed, there's always some haters in it. There has to be. So every person I rap to, they have enemies. Whether it be if I interview Matt Schaub and you're Cowboy fans who hate the Texans. Or if I interview Canty and you're a Cowboy fan, Virginia Tech, every person hates another sporting team. So I actually looked today, because I, want to see, I don't want to make a bad comment. Everyone I rooted for, when I interviewed Josh Booty, if you went to Alabama, you hate him because he played for LSU. If you're a Mets fan, you hate him because he played for the Marlins. If you're a Yankee fan, you hate him when he won the championship. So every person has enemies. But today's guest, I truly don't think has an enemy, unless you're a communist. Uh, we're going to get to it. I'm going to be interviewing a future boxing gold medalist. He's fighting this year in London. We're going to get to the whole introduction. He's given us a couple minutes of his time, which is going to be great. He'll be calling in in a few minutes. Um, I want to talk later on about finally being able to see a Triple Crown winner. On June 9th in Long Island at Belmont, I'll have another who's going to be running for the Triple Crown. I'm not a big horse racing guy. I don't bet on it. It's just a sport, and I love it, of course. When Big Brown did it, when Barbaro, when they won the first leg, and Big Brown, who won two legs... Or funny side, these horses were one win away, and 99% of the people, if you're watching it, you're gambling on it. I watch it because I truly need to see Triple Crown winner. It's on my bucket list. I have nothing to do with it. I don't bet it. I'm not a jockey. I have no financial or emotional sec. Uh, my heart's not into it, but I have to see a Triple Crown winner in my life. I read a lot about Secretariat and Seattle slew and affirmed all in the 70s. I need to see one. So I'm debating either about having a party at my house or heading out to Belmont Stakes to finally watch that. I also want to talk about, hopefully, I'm praying, fingers crossed, they're down by eight right now at halftime, that this is the complete collapse of the Miami Heat. As a diehard Knicks fan and a sore loser, I'm very blessed with the teams I like, and there's no surprise who it is. But listen, all that's going to go on hold, because right now, calling in a three-time New York Golden Gloves champion, two-time national PAL champion, 2012 USA Boxing national champion. This man qualified to take part in the London Games when he won March, uh, May 8th. He dominated in Rio de Janeiro. He's the number one ranked amateur boxer in the United States, soon to be one of the most recognizable names in the world, in the world of sports. My boy, Marcus Brown. What is up, my dude? What's good? What's good, man? How are you? Always good. Marcus, first and foremost, congratulations. Making the 2012 Olympics in London. It's awesome. Thank you. All right, Marcus, listen, I'm honored and blown away. You're going to give me a couple minutes of your time. I was at your press conference. ESPN uh-huh. was there. The Daily News. The Post. New York One. Everyone was there. I know you're pretty much done doing interviews very soon, so I just want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time today. No problem, man. No problem. Marcus, in your wildest dreams... Did you ever think you'd be representing the United States in the Olympics in boxing? I mean, it doesn't come as a surprise because I worked so hard, but it's an honor. 
and yeah, I, I definitely see myself doing this because my boy Saddam Ali in 2008 made the team. I just told myself that I could do it too, and that's what I did. Now, Mark, I, I want to roll right into that. I know you answered this question a ton of times. I find it fascinating. What Can you just tell the story? What got you into boxing? What got you into the sweet science? A friend of mine, Awachi Harley, um, he passed away in 2008. Um, he, he got me into boxing because he was a neighbor of mine. He lived in the same building. He was like three years older than me. They called him Speedy, so I was like, why are they calling this guy Speedy and all this other crazy stuff? But <laughs> a long story short, I followed him to the gym one day, and I, I ran into my trainer, Gary Stark, senior, and I told him I wanted to fight. I didn't even know what spawn was at the time. And I mean, he put me in there, and I got dropped with a body shot and started crying. And the rest is history because I'm here today. Now, listen, you grew up in Tough Park Hill. We all know how bad it is. I have a two-part question. One, what kept you, kept you out of trouble? And two, I read a ton of books about Marbury, Lance Stevenson, Sebastian Telfair, who grew up in Tony, uh, Coney Island Projects, and there's always obstacles. There's always haters. What kept you out of trouble? And are there people who just want to see you fail in the Park Hill Projects? Um, not, you can't, I mean, I feel like everybody in Park Hill wants to see you know, make it big, but. Okay. I mean, there's just different parts of Staten Island where, where some people don't want to, you know, aren't happy to see you doing your thing. But, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I don't entertain those type of things, and, and those things are not even on my radar. And even if people do hate, um, uh, I, I still kill them with kindness, I guess, because nobody ever brought it to my attention, you know what I mean? But I don't worry about those type of things. I'm just focused on the, the bigger things, and that's you know, getting gold at the games and, and not being distracted by quote-unquote haters because I'm, I'm not even, you know, where I want to be yet. So I'm just not focused on that at all. Now, Marcus, i got to ask you the one generic question to get it out of the way. What boxers do you look up to? What boxers do Marcus Brown love watching? And who do you who do you just idolize as a boxer? Um, I have a few. I have a, a, a few, you know, that's my favorite. I, I don't have one favorite. Okay. But Ray Jones is definitely, you know, in my top three. Because, you know, he was a light heavyweight like myself, and he dominated with the speed and the quickness and the footwork. So, you know, I definitely look up to him. Um, Floyd Mayweather, of course. Of course. You know, he, 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 he's a cash cow. He's boxing. He's the face of boxing right now. And he's doing his thing, and he's been doing it for a whole lot of years. You know what I mean? Of course. And last but not least, Andre Ward. Because, you know, he was the last person to win gold in 04 and um he did it at my weight class, and there's just so much history behind getting the gold medal. So, I mean, he, he's another great fighter that I look up to because, you know, he, he's a dog inside, outside, boxing. Whatever you want to do, he, he could do it, and he'll make sure he does it better than you, and he knows how to win. So, those are people that I look up to. Now, Mark, I was with you on Wednesday for your press conference. I want to tell you the best part. This is me getting personal. The best part of hanging out with you on Wednesday. Looking over, I was with Stan, and I look over, and I see your mom and your sister taping. Every time someone asks you for an autograph or a picture, you, you literally saw them glow. Is Are they your motivation and inspiration, knowing that the harder you work, the easier their life is going to be? Uh, most definitely. Most definitely, you know, my mom, you know, my motivation and stuff like that. But, I mean, I just, I, most likely, I mean, most of all, I do it because I want it also, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I have to. I have to succeed in this life, whether whether it be boxing or whether it be 
something else. You know what I mean? No matter what it is that, I'm, that I do, I'm, I'm just going to have to succeed and try to be the best at it. You know what I mean? That's so, awesome. But Mark, you know, my feeling is definitely How does it feel to be a role model? for all the, You walked into the gym, the Teddy Atlas PAL gym. All those kids just stopped. They were looking at you. How does it feel to be a role model to these kids, knowing that the better you do, it's probably going to keep them off the streets. Is that a great feeling to know that you're in Park Hill, all those kids look up to you? Most definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that you got to be honored by. And, and, and you know, it's definitely some it's, it's some big shoe to um, to fill. But somebody has to do it, and I'm just, you know, going to try my best to keep these kids focused, just like how I stay focused, because as long as I'm focused, you know, they could definitely just follow my footsteps and, and do the same thing and, maybe one day be better than me and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I love it. Now, Marcus, how much does Teddy Atlas help? And also, mm-hmm. talk about your trainer, Gary Stark, because he's another man who had tears in his eyes when people were just cheering for you on Wednesday. Describe those two guys. Um, Teddy Atlas you know, is, is, is a mentor, and, and, and Teddy Atlas is just a guy that, you know, that you would love to be around, and, and a lot of people in boxing, you know, aren't honored enough to be around him because, he he trained with Customato and and Customato had Mike Tyson and all those other guys. So, I mean, to, to be around a guy like that and pick his brain is it, it, definitely something that you can't you can't money can't buy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's great information. He has great knowledge of the game. He knows the game. Um, and my trainer Gary Stark Senior. He's just I mean, he he made me, he he's definitely part of the reason of of you know of, of me being the man I am today. Um. He just wants it as bad as me, and, and, and it's great, you know, working with someone like that because that chemistry is, like, it's just a crazy chemistry because he he's never satisfied, I'm never satisfied, and we just, you know, always work to to get more and more. So, I mean, that's something great. Now, Marcus, as I'm walking out of the gym, they hand me a piece of paper that says you're, you're you can have your own shirts at Models. They're actually mm-hmm. really awesome shirts, the MB, the SI. Two questions. How does it feel to have your own shirt, and when are they on sale? Um, how does it feel to have my own shirt? I mean, <laughs> that's cool. You know, it's a, it's a good thing, and I'm honored by it, but I'm not going to let it get my head big, because it's just a T-shirt at the end of the day. And when do they go on sale? Um, they go on sale. I'm not sure. This should be sometime this week. I'll get back. I'll get back to you and, and, and let you know when things get on sale. Yeah, text me when we finish up. Okay. Now, it's funny you said that. You know, your head's on straight because here's what actually floored me about you. I talk to Stan. I tell him I want to interview you. Blah blah blah. We have a mutual friend, and he. The first thing he tells me is like, you're gonna be floored by this kid. How down to earth and humble he is. And that's what shocks me. You're a southpaw, light heavyweight. Number one rated amateur boxer in that division. You're 21 years old. How doesn't you? How don't you let it get to your head? Because um, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be at yet, and, and I'm just a humble guy. That's just, that's just how I am. I'm let you know things of that of this stature, you know, let let you let you get crazy, uh, add extra pressure that I don't need to be added on. So I mean, I'm, I'm just focused on the task at hand and. Just me and me doing it, you know. I'm gonna keep keep it for a couple more minutes. Uh, How many of your family members are gonna head to London to watch you fight? Um, I'm not sure yet. Everybody wants to go, but everybody can't go. So I mean, I'm just you know, you know, making it 
limited because I don't want to be down there and, and be distracted by their problems and stuff like that because, you know, I don't want that to be added, added on problems and stress while I'm in London. So the, the less the less family members that go, the better it'll be. Okay, okay listen, you're going to be walking in London, the opening ceremonies with all of the United States, the greatest athletes in the world. Give me one or two people from the United States teams, forget about boxing, two athletes that you want to meet the most during the <sighs> Olympic Games. Kobe and LeBron. <laughs> Hands down? That's it. First of all, LeBron, LeBron's coming back right now. You know the Heat are going to win this game, and it's killing me. It really is. Yeah, definitely. All right, now, Marcus, a couple more things. I'm always curious about athletes' diets. I'm a healthy guy. Give me your, when you're in full-blown training mode, just give me your diet. What do you do? You have a certain schedule of what you eat. I'm always curious about athletes' diets. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it ranges from a whole lot of things. Like in the morning, sometimes if I'm incubated, I'll eat two boiled eggs, two boiled eggs, and and and, and wheat toast with tea, and then okay. for lunchtime, and then I have like a good chicken salad or something, or a little snack in between, and then for dinner, I'll have like a steak or whatever the case may be, a pasta or something. With, you know, carbs and stuff like that. But I don't really go crazy with the diet because I'm good at making weight. You are. Now, listen, two, one thing about uh, making weight. Is there any chance eventually you're going to move up in weight or you like being at 178? Well, my love being uh, is 175 in the pros, but, I mean, whatever, whatever happens, happens. I'm just taking it one day at a time. Um, I'm, I'm making 178, 175 comfortably right now, and, and, and that's a weight class that's, that's up for grabs right now. There's nobody really, you know, in that weight class dominating the sport and being the face of the sport. So, I mean, I'll be honored to step in the weight class and do what I got to do. Now, you march through the qualifying matches, and before mm-hmm. you head off to London, before you head off to London, what are you up to? Like, do you have any other places you're going? What's your tune-up? Do you have anything? Because it's in 100 days. So what are you going to be up to in those, within those 100 days? I mean, it's a it's a lot lesser now. It's a lot less. Maybe like fifty something days now. Okay. But um, but I mean, I'm sparring, working out hard, doing what I gotta do. Um, we should be going on a duel. Um, in Cuba and then in LA on the tenth versus the Ukraine. I'm not sure how that's going yet, but that's what we should be doing. That's what's up next for us. Now, are there any Olympians in your weight class that you're not worried about. I know you're not worried about anyone you're focusing on that can be your biggest hurdle into catching a gold. Nah, but I do want to fight the Russian that beat me in the world championship. So actually, I want I, I, I want to get my win back. So I'm looking forward I love to it. fighting them. Hopefully, I fight them on the first day. So okay, I'm lucky. A couple of things, and I appreciate again staying on the phone with me. It's this seems to sound like an idiot, a dumb question, but I want to hear it. Will you be truly disappointed if you don't medal at these Olympics? Most definitely, but that's not what we're thinking about. We're just thinking about all gold right now. Okay. I love it. Okay, Marcus, what I do is after I interview 30, I've interviewed 50 athletes on my show. I always ask them this question. I'm always curious about it. Right now, I take Marcus's Brown's phone. Who's the coolest person? You want to go out, you want to impress somebody. Who's the coolest person right now on your phone? The coolest person on my phone? Right now. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. You're trying to get me in trouble. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> uh, give me someone. Listen, I'll, I'll, here we go. I interview. Are you a basketball fan? So you know Derek Anderson from Kentucky. I had him on last week. He's dropping Michael Jordan. I had Josh. Everyone, you got to tell. 
give me someone halfway decent then. Someone to impress somebody at a party, be like, look, I have this person's phone. This cat in my phone. Mitch Modell, I guess. <laughs> that's actually a really, that's actually a great one. Now listen, I'm not putting any pressure on you, but some of the light heavyweights who represent the United States, obviously, Antonio Tava, Holyfield, Leon Spinks, Andre Ward, and just a guy named Cassius Clay. So I'm just letting you know that there's a lineage here that you better step up your game here, Marcus, because every, every day now you pick up the papers. If you Google your name two weeks ago, it was here and there. You Google your name now, you're everywhere. You really are. Mm-hmm. Now listen, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for calling in. Good mm-hmm. luck. And listen, I, I just want to tell you something. you you got to promise me something. When I left your training thing, I got an autographed glove from you. I got a picture from you. You're not going to let it go to your head, and I know that, because from what everyone has said about you, you're the most humble guy. You want you don't want to just be the Olympic champion. You want to just go on and on. When you get back, because I know you said your phone's going off soon, no one's going to be able to get in t- contact with you, you have to call into my show. And I'll keep in touch with you via text. You have to call into my show when you get back from the Olympics. I want to hit some good Olympic stories. Is that a deal? I got you. Marcus, listen, bro, thank you so much. Good luck. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to go to London. I'm trying to go to the Olympics. I'm a big traveler. So if I do, I'll say hi to your family and stuff. But listen, man, thank you so much for calling in. And good luck. Get the gold for the United States. All right, bro? Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Marcus, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. You later. See you later, brother. Marcus Brown. Listen, I have to tell you why that was a good interview. One, he's only 21. And he doesn't do many interviews. He's, to describe him as great, he's so humble. You meet him, and like I said, there's a shot he's going to be on. He's going to be in Sports Illustrated, ESPN the Magazine, all those Olympic specials. You Google his name right now, he's everywhere. He is. He was on Friday Night Fights the other night. Uh, especially, he's with Teddy Atlas. He's getting so much exposure, he's not letting it get to his head. He's so driven, that's all he wants. He's, the Park Hill projects are very, very tough. He stayed out of trouble. He's just an overall awesome guy, an awesome athlete. I'm I'm just floored that he actually called in because at his press conference, we're all standing around. It's probably around 100 people standing around taking pictures of him, asking for autographs. And on the table was ESPN, WFAN, the New York Post, Daily News, New York One, Fox 5, and 20 microphones on the uh, in front of him, just asking him questions. And I'm just sitting in the back. I don't even have a microphone. And yet, I go up to him, and a lot of people were asking him for one-on-one interviews, and he was. Very humble, you know, I'm sorry, no thank you. I, I got to focus on training. He was cool enough here just to give us 15, 20 minutes of his time. Um, we're going to wrap the show up in a few minutes. I have a family barbecue to go to. I really wanted just to speak to an, a future Olympic gold medalist, future champion of the world in boxing. The Heat have came all the way back. Of course, yesterday, Kobe and LeBron, the Heat come all the way back. They're winning now. The paces are blowing it. Um, when I first started doing the show, the first call we, I ever had, the first time I ever did a show, a little trivia on the Good Life Radio, is when Kentucky lost Indiana. We know how much I love Kentucky. I come on the air, I'm ranting, and I get a phone call from some number I don't even recognize. I click it on. It's this guy, Elwood. Elwood Jones from Indiana calling in, talking about how the Hoosiers this. I said, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, all right, I'll dismiss him as one caller. Then the next night I do a show, he calls in. Next night, every show I did, he'd call in, and... The ironic part of it is he's from Indianapolis, and yet it became the center of the sports world for a couple of reasons. One, the Super Bowl was there. So the three weeks prior to the Super Bowl, we had Elwood on every night. We have Elwood on the show just kicking in about 
the Super Bowl Village, and what he was doing, he was great on Twitter. He was putting up all these pictures of the Super Bowl Village being built. So then we go, we have Elwood on. Fine. All right, good. We're finally done with Elwood. Then the whole Peyton Manning drama happens. We get Elwood back on the phone. I said, okay, we're finally finished with Elwood. He'd, he'd call in whenever I interview a good guest. Then we finish up. Now with the Pacers playing the Heat. I cannot, listen, I accepted the fact that Elwood Jones is going to be a part of my life forever now. I hate to admit it, but Elwood Jones will always be a part now of the Good Life Radio Show. All right, listen, we're going to wrap it up. I really wa- I want to talk about how old age is getting to the Yankees, but Chuck just texted me. He actually said, please don't do the Yankee talk. He wants to do it with me, and he's fired up. So we're going to try to do that one next week. I'm leaving on Tuesday. I'm working on one more guest for Tuesday afternoon before my flight, but that might be – it's a really big-time guest. I've been trying for like two months to get him on. And I don't want to ruin it because I don't want someone else to grab him. No, I'm just but listen, I'm texting with Chuck now. Chuck wants to do the Yankees. He's telling me how they're done. We're going to get Elwood on. Right now, Elwood is hammered in Indianapolis at the game. Cursing. He's telling me that LeBron this. LeBron came all the way back. So listen, we're going to wrap up the show. A very short show today. Usually we do an hour. Sometimes an hour and a half. We only did 26 minutes today. I just truly, from the bottom of my heart, he just texted me. Marcus Brown, thank you for calling in. Didn't give us much, but listen, he's a smart guy. He does. He's not going to say anything stupid and get himself in trouble. Got a good head on his shoulders. Never been in trouble before. Has a great family support system. So follow him on Twitter. It's going to be at Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, underscore. If you don't know what underscore is, shouldn't be listening to the show. Brown, B-R-O-W-N-E. He's one of the best people on Twitter. He just got verified. He's followed by everyone, ESPN, USA Boxing. Everyone in the sporting game follows him. And he retweets everybody. He writes back all the time. He's just an awesome person. So listen, follow him. Thank you. He's going to let us know when the Olympic shirts go on sale. And I know we only did one sport today, one quick interview. I apologize for that, but i got to go to a family barbecue. I don't want to talk about the Yankees without Chuck. I'm pretty pissed off right now that the Pacers are about to lose and tie this series up. And I just can't see LeBron get a ring. So listen, everyone, have a great day. Enjoy it. It's beautiful outside. I'll talk to everybody, hopefully, in a week or two when I get back. I might do a show just to describe where I'm going, but I am going to the Philippines. I'm leaving Tuesday night. Uh, one of the guys I work with and all his friends, we're going to head to the Philippines. My stop over there is in Dubai for a few hours, so I'll be in Dubai for a little bit, going to the Philippines, just a sightseeing everything with locals and stuff. I can't wait to do it. And coming home, I'm actually going to land in Dubai, stay at the Atlantis in Dubai. So if anyone's listening in Dubai and you want to come by, hang out, Hit me up. Follow me at Twitter, at Mike Sappho. This is The Good Life. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We actually have a ton of people listening right now. And I didn't even put it on Twitter yet. I'm going to do it right now. Just thank you, everybody, for listening. Marcus Brown, go get the gold, my man. I'll talk to everybody soon. Peace out.